ಓಮ ಜ್ಞಾನ ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನ ಶಲಾಕ ಚಕ್ಷುಣಿಚೇ ನಮಃ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ನರಸಿಂಹಾಯ ಪ್ರಹ್ಲಾದಯನೆ ಹಿರಣ್ಯ ಕಶಿಪೋರ್ವಕ್ಷಿಲಾಟಂಕನಾಲಯ ಯಥೋ ನೃಸಿಂಹ ಪರತೋ ನೃಸಿಂಹೋ ಯಥೋ ಯಥೋ ಯಾಮಿ ತಥೋ ನೃಸಿಂಹ ಪಹೇ ನೃಸಿಂಹೋ ಹೃದಯ ನೃಸಿಂಹೋ ನೃಸಿಂಹಮಾದಿಂ ಶರಣಂ ಪ್ರಪದೇ ತವ ಕರಕಮಲವರೇ ನಖಂ ಅದ್ಭುತ ಸಿಂಹಂ ದಲಿತ ಹಿರಣ್ಯ ಕಶಿಪೂತನು ಭೃಂಗಂ ಕೇಶವ ಧೃತ ನರಹರಿರೂಪ ಜಾಯ ಜಗದೀಶ ಹರೇ ಜಾಯ ಜಗದೀಶ ಹರೇ ಜಾಯ ಜಗದೀಶ ಹರೇ ಸೆಲೆಬ್ರೇಟಿಂಗ್ ನೃಸಿಂಹ ಚತುರ್ದಶಿ ದ ಡೇ ಆಫ್ ಸೆಲೆಬ್ರೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಅಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಶ್ರೀ ನೃಸಿಂಹದೇವ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಪರ್ಸನಾಲಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಹೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಟೆರಬಲ್ ಫಿಯರ್ಸಮ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಹಾಫ್ ಲಯನ್ ಹಾಫ್ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಯು ಮೇ ಸೋಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಬಟ್ ಹಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅಪಿಯರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟೆರಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ನೃಸಿಂಹದೇವ್ ಟೆರಬಲ್ ಟು ದ ಡೀಮನ್ ಹಿರಣ್ಯಕಶಿಪು and his followers and just as a, a lioness is very kind to her cubs so in the same way nrsimhadev is very kind to his devotees now uh krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and he has many pastime forms he appears in many forms um of whom Rama is very famous. The pastimes of Krishna are gradually, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, becoming well-known all over the world. Uh, they're still, they, some of them are somewhat well-known in India. Uh, the pastimes of Rama are very well-known in India. Not of Nrsimhadev so much. So one of the uh, tasks of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, the followers of Srila Prabhupada, is to let people not inform people that this is the supreme lord he appears in so many forms including that of nrsimhadev people think that well maybe god should just be kind and gentle yes but he exhibits his kindness in various ways he's the source of everything so he's also the source of anger so when god gets angry watch out he's so angry just see the picture of nrsimhadev this is the, the transcendental source of all anger now why should the lord appear in this form what's the reason well ultimately the reason he appears is out of his own mercy out of his own desire but he appears to protect his devotees to reciprocate with his devotees uh one reason he appears in this form is just to show that you can't put any limit on god you can't say well he can't be like this he can't be like that he's inconceivable he's he's not bound to fit to any ideas that we might think about him just like many people say well god can't have any form because you can see a form and we shouldn't be able to see him why it's it's a very very weak argument So one reason he appears as Nrsimhadev is just to defy our misconceptions or preconceptions born out of our teeny little brains. 
he wants to appear like this, he can appear in any way he likes, even in a manner which is completely beyond our imagination. If we sat down and, if we, tiny little persons, sit down and think, well, I think God should be like this, God should be like that. Uh, well, you can't imagine Nishim Hadev. So, how did uh, the Supreme Lord appear like this? Well, it's a long story. It's recounted in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the introduction to that comes, how uh, the doorkeepers of the spiritual world, Jai and Vijay, they fell from their positions and became the demons Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu. In the third canto is described how Lord Varaha, and another inconceivable form of the Lord who appears in the form of a pig. Now, that's really... Amazing, but it's all described in the science of God in Srimad Bhagavatam. It's not uh, wrong. So he appears as a boar and kills the demon Hiranyaksha. And in the seventh canto of Bhagavatam, is described about Hiranyakashipu, who uh, was a very powerful demon, and he went to perform austerities to get more power. In the modern age, uh, people have no idea of the power of austerity. They're simply indulging their senses, but they don't have any strength. They can't control their mind, they can't control their senses, and they live completely miserable lives. But you can get power from austerity. That power can be used for spiritual advancement, but it can also be used to uh, promote oneself and get power over others, which is what Hiranyakashipu did. Uh, but his austerities were so powerful that they disturbed the whole universe. And eventually, uh, Lord Brahma, who is the creator of the universe, not the Supreme Lord, he is the sub-creator of the universe under Krishna, who is the Supreme Lord. He's like an cosmic engineer. So he's a very powerful servant of Krishna within this world and he came to Hiranyakashipu whose the power of his austerities were disturbing the whole universe and he asked Hiranyakashipu to uh, he, he wanted him to desist. So Hiranyakashipu he said okay but you have to give me some benedictions which uh, Brahma did, and first of all, Hiranyakashipu said, I want to be immortal. I want to live forever within this world. Uh, but Brahma said, I can't give you that benediction because I'm not immortal myself. Even though my lifespan is so long, more than 311 trillion years, I also have to die someday, so I can't give you what I don't have myself. Now, uh, we should try to be immortal, but that means by going to the spiritual world with Krishna. In this material world, the very nature of this world is punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam. Again getting born and again dying. So Hiranyakashipu thought, oh, okay, he can't give me immortality. So he tried to get the same benediction, but in a roundabout way. He said that okay, you can't give me immortality, but give me the boon that I will not 
die at the hands of, I won't be killed by any creature created by you. Every, every being in the universe is created by, the bodies are created by Brahma. So Brahma said, Tatastu, okay, let it be. And just to make sure, Hiranyakashipu said, well, also you give me the benediction that I won't be killed by any living being created by anyone else. Tatastu, okay. So that means he's not going to be killed by anyone. But Hiranyakashipu, he was a smart guy, intelligent, although his intelligence was wicked, but he was very intelligent. So he also, just to solidify this, he said, okay, uh, I won't, you give me the boon that I won't die in any building or outside any building. Okay, I won't be killed, I won't, or I won't die in the day or the night. Okay, so it sounds like he's becoming immortal, doesn't it? Yes, very clever, Hiranyakashipu. Then I won't be killed on the ground or in the sky. Okay. So he got all these benedictions. Not by any, not by any weapon. I won't be killed by any weapon. Not by any human. Not by any animal. Not by anything that has life or anything that doesn't have life. You can be killed by something that has life, for instance. Uh, you can be killed by an elephant or a human. Or you can be killed by uh, slipping and smashing your head on the pavement. Or someone can. Uh, you can be killed by an iron bar or a sword. So Hiranyakashipu, very intelligently, he thought got the benedictions that he won't be killed by anything with life or anything without life. So he got all these benedictions. He said, great, ha, ha, ha. Now I can do whatever I like. So he went and conquered over the whole universe and took over the position of the heavenly planets, the universal controllers, uh, the demigods, and he allotted it over the whole universe and he was a nasty guy. That's why he's called a demon. Because having got the position of power by force, he was cruel. He was always angry and exploiting others, persecuting others. He was a really nasty guy. And he was in control of the universe. So, Sometimes people, well, it's quite common that people complain about the politicians and the leaders of society, but they, however we may be discontent with them, they're not as bad as this Hiranyakashipu who was openly, brazenly demoniac. He didn't care if it was for public opinion or any such thing. He didn't have to get anyone's votes. He was just in charge by this brute force of his own strength, which he had acquired, uh, and he thought, well, no one can do anything to me. I'm not going to die in the day or the night, in the ground or the sky, by any living being or non-living being, by any creature created by Brahma or created by anyone. I'm safe. No one can do anything to me. I'm tough. I'm strong. I can do what I like. This was Hiranyakashipu's illusion. Interestingly, even though he had attained such a position of such superiority, he wasn't happy. 
For all this, he wasn't happy. Which just goes to show that even if someone gets all the power and all the wealth in the universe, they still won't be happy because happiness means to submit oneself as a servant of Krishna. Now, among the sons of Hiranyakashipu was one who became very famous and his name is Prahlad. Prahlad means very happy. Now, Hiranyakashipu wanted his sons to share in his own good fortune, as he considered it. But Prahlad would have nothing of it because from his very birth, he was naturally a great devotee of Lord Vishnu. And actually even before his birth, because uh, in the womb he heard instructions from the great devotee Narada. What happened, uh, I'm just saying in brief, you have to see in Srimad Bhagavatam, the whole story is told in detail. What happened is that uh, Hiranyakashipu went away for a long time to perform austerities. In the meantime, his wife was pregnant and the demigods, they were very afraid. They said, this son's going to be just as bad as Hiranyakashipu. Well, Hiranyakashipu is so powerful, we can't do anything about him. But at least, let, at least let's kill this child in the womb. I, we're generally, we're not in favor of abortion. That's very sinful. But in this case, then uh, in this case, we'd better kill this child because he's going to cause so many problems. It's, it's uh, The idea is that if he's going to be a demon like Hiranyakashipu, he's going to kill so many people, so we'll take one life to save many. This is a an ethical, can be an ethical dilemma, but the demigods were clear. We're going to kill this child in the womb. So they came to Kayadhu, the wife of Hiranyakashipu, with the intent of killing the child in the womb. At that time, the great devotee Narada also arrived and said, don't kill this child. He's not going to be like Hiranyakashipu. He's going to be a great devotee of Vishnu, not at all a demon, just the opposite. So the demigods, they accepted the words of Narada. They offered respect to the child in the womb. And Narada took the wife of Hiranyakashipu to his own ashram and instructed her, before Hiranyakashipu came back from performing austerities, he instructed her in spiritual knowledge. Now, she didn't remember any of this, but the child in the womb did, which is why even now, up to the present day, pious Hindus, uh, when the woman is uh, pregnant, they will uh, recite Bhagavad Gita verses and have bhajans or listen to that with the idea that the child in the womb is uh, also at some point becomes conscious and if even before they come out of the womb they are they are given krishna consciousness then that impression will have a very strong effect they will be a saintly child even uh, before they're born they can imbibe this so prahlad even before his birth, actually in Sanskrit there are two words for birth. One is garbhastha, which means to be situated in the womb, and the other is bhumistha, which means to come out into the earth. So really the birth begins at conception. 
So, uh, Prahlad was a great devotee from his birth, and because uh, <coughs> he'd heard from Narad Muni. His, his mother didn't remember, but he remembered. So, from the very beginning of life, he wasn't interested in this demoniac lifestyle of Hiranyakashipu, because from the very beginning of life, he was simply absorbed in love of Krishna. And this was very disturbing to Hiranyakashipu. He thought, oh, I have a son and he'll be like me and he'll be a chip off the old block. He'll be like father, like son. Uh, together, we'll, uh, I'll show my son how to exploit others and persecute them and repress them. And it'll be great. It'll be great fun with going with my son and I'll show him how to torture people and kill them and all these kinds of things. But Prahlad wasn't in the slightest bit impressed or interested he was only interested in worshipping Krishna from the very beginning of life. And this really upset Hiranyakashipu. And more than, more than his son didn't have interest in his demoniac way of life, he was more upset that he wanted to worship Vishnu. Because that's just the to be a devotee of Vishnu or Krishna is just exactly the opposite of the demoniac way of life. And the demons like Hiranyakashipu, they consider Vishnu to be their enemy. And actually Vishnu, as Varaha avatar in the form of a boar, had already killed Hiranyakashipu's younger brother, Hiranyaksha. So Hiranyakashipu considered Vishnu to be their family enemy. And here is my son, who's worshipping, instead of looking up to me, his father, he's looking up to Vishnu. So it became a source of uh, great discontent in Hiranyakashipu. You see, he conquered the whole universe and he thought, now I'll be happy, no one can do anything to me. But his own son uh, became a source of great distress to him. Not that there's anything wrong with Prahlad. Everything was right with him. Everything was wrong with Hiranyakashipu. But it just goes to show that the plans of godless people to be happy in this world they always go wrong. He couldn't be happy. Uh, and he thought, I'll, I'll share my demoniac so-called happiness with my son. But his son rebelled. Not, not a big revolution and screaming and yelling, but it was just non-cooperation. He didn't want to be like that. Mm. So, uh, Hiranyakashipu, he was expert in torturing others. And uh, his conclusion that, that when, when Prahlad uh, refused to take up the demoniac way of life, then Hiranyakashipu thought, well, then we should kill him, even though it's my own son. You see what a nasty mentality he had. Even though he's my own son, he's acting like an enemy. So just like in your own body, if there's a tumor, then you cut it out for the benefit of the whole body. This way Hiranyakashipu reasoned and he, Hiranyakashipu ordered his servants to kill Prahlad. And they had tridents, and sharp weapons, and they wanted to chop him into pieces. But they couldn't because he was protected by Vishnu. And then Hiranyakashipu became very afraid. He thought, oh, I can't be killed because I, I took such trouble to do so many austerities and I got so much power 
But now this boy, without doing any austerities, seems like he's got more power than me because I can't kill him. So he became very afraid and he tried. Hiranyakashipu ordered so many ways uh, that this Pallad should be killed. There were elephants trained to trample people to death. Pallad was thrown in front of them, but they just became peaceful. They, they didn't do anything. Then, uh, in various ways, he Pallad was thrown among poisonous snakes. They didn't touch him. They didn't do anything to him. He, he wasn't even disturbed. He didn't even become afraid when he was subjected to this because he was completely peaceful. He thought, well, if I die anyway, that's, what, what does it matter? I'm in Krishna's hands. But Krishna protected him from death again and again. They tried by black magic, putting spells and mantras on him. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. Then uh, they thought, well, if we throw him from the top of a mountain, then surely his body will be smashed to pieces. But no, didn't happen. Lord Vishnu was there to catch him. <laughs> Nothing could work. So they tried imprisoning him and in the prison poisoning him. Didn't work. Then they tried starving him. Didn't work. They then exposing him to cold, severe cold and winds, putting him in fire, drowning him, crushing him under stones. It was impossible. They couldn't kill Prahlad. And Prahlad, he wasn't even disturbed. He didn't even show any fear. So the Hiranyakashipu was getting more and more and more and more and more and more frustrated. Uh, and he understood that actually Prahlad has, even though he's not fighting with me, he's more powerful than me, he's defeated me because I can't kill him. I, everyone in the universe is afraid of me, but this boy doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, show any signs of fear whatsoever. And eventually in frustration... This uh, Hiranyakashipu asked Prahlad, what is the source of your strength? And in this way he admitted his defeat. What is the source of your strength? That means he admitted that Prahlad is more powerful than him. Even though Prahlad had no motive to try and dominate Hiranyakashipu, he would tell him, he would say to him, your life, uh, he, you're, you're wasting your life by not taking shelter of Vishnu. But Prahlad, he didn't try to physically defeat Hiranyakashipu. He just treated Hiranyakashipu's power as being insignificant. And Prahlad replied that the source of my strength is the same as the ultimate source of yours. The source of any strength that anyone has. Even to lift a little finger, what to speak of dominating the whole universe. All strength comes from Vishnu. And Hiranyakashipu, ah, Vishnu, don't, ah, don't say that. So where is your Vishnu? He's everywhere. So being a typical atheist, Hiranyakashipu, in the palace where he was living, the palace of Indra, the king of the gods, which he'd taken over by force, he said there was a pillar. Is he in this pillar? Is your God in this pillar? Yes, he's everywhere, he's in the pillar. So then Hiranyakashipu, out of complete frustration, he, he went and he, he wanted to attack that pillar, but out of that pillar came a form of a lion man, roaring. He actually, 
Prahladin said he's in the pillar. So to uphold his word, the Lord who is in that pillar manifested his personal form and killed Hiranyakashiva. How could he kill him? When he had so many benedictions that he wouldn't... Well, of course the Lord can override any benedictions, but to uphold the words of his devotee, Brahma, who had given these benedictions, uh, Nushinghadev killed Hiranyakashipu without infringing any of the benedictions. The Hiranyakashipu said, I will not, you give me the boon that I will not be killed by any living being created by you. Nushinghadev wasn't killed, wasn't created by Brahma. Uh, even some of the forms of the Lord, they come in dynasties, which originally come from Manu, the first man. But even this is a completely self-manifest form. Now, uh, also, not I will not be killed by any living being created by anyone apart from you. And he upheld that because Nushimadev is not created by anyone. He is the source of everyone and everything. Then, ah, Hiranyakeshipu got the benediction that he would not be killed indoors or outdoors. Very clever, but the Lord is more clever than him. And he took him to the veranda, which is not inside and is not outside, and killed him there. And how did he kill him? And he shouldn't be killed on the ground or in the sky. Uh, you can see the picture. Hiranyakeshipu, Nushingadev put him on his own lap which is not the ground and is not the sky, and killed him there. Not by any weapon. He killed him with his nails. That's not a weapon. Not constituted as a weapon. Not by any human or any animal. Is Nushingadev in human form? No. Is he in animal form? No. He's half human, half animal. So it's not human. So all these benedictions he held. Not, not, to, not to be killed by any thing with life or not with life. So nails, do they have life? No. Do they have life? Yes. It's somewhere in between. The nail in the the, the, the he was killed by the nails of Hiranyakashipu who very beautifully ripped apart the intestine, the stomach of Hiranyakashipu. He was so angry with him. So in this way uh, he upheld all the benedictions of Brahma and killed Hiranyakashipu. And that was the end of Hiranyakashipu, but he's remembered up to the present day because Nrishimadev showed his tremendous anger and shows that anyone who tries to oppress the devotees, they better watch out because Nrishimadev is there. <laughs> uh, so why is the Lord so angry and cruel and mean? No, he's not angry. Well, he's angry. But he's not cruel or mean, but he's protecting his devotee. This is a show of his great love that he cannot tolerate if his pure devotee is even insulted. What to speak of being tortured. Prahlad didn't feel any torture because his mind was fully absorbed in Krishna. But Nushinghadev didn't tolerate that. So he upheld Nushinha by appearing in this form, upheld the words of Brahma, uh, and he upheld the word of Prahlad, that my, my God is everywhere, and he appeared in this uh, 
inconceivable form that the atheist could not imagine. The atheist Hiranyakashipu couldn't imagine that God would come in this form and people say, well, God can't appear like that. What do you mean God can't? He can do whatever he likes. If he wants to appear like this, he does. So he appears in this form and devotees pray to him also. Om Namo Bhagavate Narasimhaya Namastejas Tejase Aviravi Bhava Vajranaka Vajradangstra Karmashayan Randhaya Randhaya Tamograsagrasa Om Swaha Abhayam Abhayam Atmani Bhuyashta Om So devotees, they pray to Nrishimhadev. Om Namo Bhagavate Narasimhaya Namastejas Tejase Aviravi Bhava Vajranaka Vajradangstra Karmashayan Randhaya Randhaya Tamograsagrasa Om Swaha Abhayam Abhayam Atmanibhuyashta Om Shrom. Devotees in this world, we have material desires. They're like demons because they keep us away from Krishna. We're not fully absorbed in Krishna like Prahlad is. So they pray that, O oh Lord Nishimadev, just like you kill the demon Hiranyakashipu, kill those desires in my heart. So Nishimadev, just as you ripped apart Hiranyakashipu, rip apart those demoniac desires in my heart so that I can be fit to serve you. Jai Sri Narasim Hadev Bhagavan. Let us pray for his mercy. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna.